Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daft Differently. My name is Rabbi Abby Soslin. Today we are studying Masechet Moed Katan Daf Yud Bet, page 12. Our Daf today deals with the question of Amirala Nochri or Amirala Akum, literally speaking to a non-Jew or to an Akum, the uh, acronym for a pagan, an Oved Kochavim Umazalot, someone who worships the stars and the constellations. Um, what is permissible to instruct a Gentile to do on Shabbat or Yom Tov? Is it permissible to give instructions to a Gentile to do something that is not permissible for a Jew to do? This is what we often refer to as the Shabbos Goy, the non-Jew who we think may be permitted to do things on Shabbat that are not permitted to Jews. The truth is that the laws of the Shabbos Goy, or Amira Lanochri, speaking to a non-Jew, are actually far more complicated than most people think, and there's an interesting history to them, which I recommend the book Exclusiveness and Tolerance by Jacob Katz, which looks at the history of working with non-Jews on Shabbat and Yantif. But today on Ardaf, we look at that question of Amira Lanochri on Chol Hamoed hiring non-Jewish workers on the intermediate days of the holiday. About 20 lines down on Amud Aleph, we see a breita. Tani Rabbanan, mekablin kibolet b'moed la'asotal achara moed uva moed asur. One can enter into a contract with a non-Jew during Chol HaMoed in order to do the work after Chol HaMoed, but it is forbidden for them to do the actual work on the holiday. Um, what does that mean? You can set something up. Will you paint my home? Will you take this job? And I can make it due in two weeks, so that that means you could finish it after the holiday, but you can't do it on the holiday itself. Klalo shel davar, here is the general rule according to this breita. Koshahu oset omer lanochri, anything that he would actually do, he can tell a non-Jew to do. Anything he would not do on Shabbat or on Yantef or on Cholom Moed, he cannot tell a Nochri to do for him. According to this Breita, if you won't turn on the stove on Shabbat, then neither can a non-Jew turn on the stove on Shabbat. Now, obviously, the Breita is written before the year 200. There's been a lot of legal discussion since then. Um, and things have shifted slightly, much of it in the Middle Ages. But here's what the Breita is saying. And here's another Breita, uh, which helps to explain this or gets a little bit more specific. Tanya Idach, another Breita. Mekablin kibolet b'moed la'asotal achar ha'moed. One can set up a contract on the holiday, on chol ha'moed. You can drop something off to be done on contract during chol ha'moed to have the work done after chol as long as 
you do not measure or weigh or count in the normal way that you would do on a weekday. Uvilvad, shelo yimdod, v'shelo yishkol, v'shelo yimneh, kederech shehu oseh b'chol. The Mishnabura 20th century halachic text explains this. The halacha is today, um, one may not give um, count your clothing, let's say. You're dropping it off at the dry cleaner. You um, can't count it on Chol HaMoe because that's too much of a regular way of doing things. And so therefore the custom is not to give laundry or bring dry cleaning in on Chol HaMoe because it's too common to count out the clothes. Um, so it is tricky, right? Um, according to this Breita, you cannot hire a non-Jewish worker to work for you over Chol HaMoed and pay him by the day. But in certain cases, you can pay a worker for doing a job. Um, you can pay for a contract, a kablanut, not paying by the day. And then theoretically, without doing the counting measuring that we just saw, um, he could work whenever he wants. You're not hiring him for the day, but instead to get a job done. Unfortunately, here, the Gemara makes an unpleasant connection that just as a Jew may not allow a non-Jew to do work that is prohibited for him to do on the holiday, so a Jew may not allow an animal to do the work either. Ein medayrin lo b'shevatot v'lo b'yamim tovim v'lo b'cholo shel mo'ed one may not lead his animals into his field with the intention of having them fertilize the land, right? This is sort of an easy way of getting your land fertilized. Just let your animals hang out there um, and do their thing. Um, but you can't do that if your intention is to have your land fertilized on Shabbat or Yom Tov or Chol HaMoed. Now, even though penning the animals, putting them into an enclosed area, um, is not a direct way of fertilizing your land, which is prohibited on the holiday. It is still prohibited by rabbinic law, since it is similar to fertilization that could be performed by a person. It is prohibited, let's say this again, it is prohibited to have work done for you that you are not permitted to do yourself, whether that's done by a non-Jew or whether by an animal. Now, this is an ugly connection that the the action is being done by either a non-Jew or an animal, and one wishes that the rabbis would have been more thoughtful about the connections they made in these texts. But what we do learn about the animals is actually a reminder that we cannot let anyone take on the burden of doing something that we're not permitted to do ourselves. So um, the Breta continues, Ve'im Ba'u me'elehen mutar. However, if they went into the field by themselves, just so happens, then he may leave them there. Um, he can't assist them and he cannot hire a non-Jew to oversee those animals. So here, Rebbe, Rebbe Yehuda Hanasi, the editor of the Mishnah, actually goes against the, um, the Tanakama of the Mishnah, the Tanakama, the the unattributed ruling of the Mishnah, Rebbe permits a Jew to assist in arranging or helping the kind of fertilization on Shabbat as long as the non-Jew does the work for free, <laughs> where uh, the term is used, litova, for a favor or for a kindness. 
On Yom Tov, Rebbe allows the person to work for food, for mizonot. And Chol HaMoed, Rebbe allows a non-Jew to work for a Jew, for pay, for schar. So um, once again, on Shabbat, um, one may permit Gentiles to work litova, but not for remuneration, just for a kindness, on Chag with food and on Chol HaMoed with wages. Um, the Gemara on 12a concludes right before the Mishnah that this is the halacha. Hilchata de Rebbe, ke Rebbe. The halacha is like Rebbe. So it turns out that according to Rebbe, one can actually allow a Gentile to do work in certain cases on Shabbat and Yom Tov. Now, I happen to love this statement of Rebbe's. Remember that he, Rebbe Yehuda Hanasi, the editor of the Mishnah, he was living in the very cosmopolitan interfaith world of Roman-ruled Palestine. He was probably living in Tsipori in northern Israel. He spoke Greek. He was famous for being the liaison to the Roman governors. And it is he who rules here that, yeah, you can do business. I mean, albeit sometimes passively, but you can do business with people outside the immediate Jewish community. Sometimes you get to let people help you. Sometimes we can let people in. Now, as I said, the history of Amira Akum changes over the next couple of thousands of years. But even here, you can see that Rebbe is already imagining a world where people are encountering one another and enjoying that in a way. People are doing favors for one another. Of course, a non-Jew would come and help on Shabbat, just litova, just as a kindness. He imagines a world where we share food. Someone would come and help for Mizonot to share a meal. Sure. Oh, you have a bunt cake? I can imagine. Let me just help you with fertilizing your land on um, on Yom Tov. So I, I love this idea. Um, in Rebbe's vision, we get to build bridges and not walls with the non-Jews around us. Economical bridges, professional and communal. I like this world and I like imagining it along with Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, who I think has a really beautiful vision of what the holidays and Shabbat could be in a shared communal space. Until tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Chorus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.